One of these hosts thinks the Bucks could have done better than a Hall of Fame receiver on the roster. Which one of us thinks Julio Jones is a wasted roster spot? Why? And which name or names should have taken his place? All of that and more on this episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the 10 Tampa Bay Plus app available on Roku and Firestick. We thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko, joined by saboteur extraordinaire David Harrison. You can check out all of his written work over at Sports Illustrated's BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at SBNationsBucksNation.com. And, of course, follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Again, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. We're going to kick things off real quick with David's top story of the game. But a quick little recap. My top story of the game, of course, was the roughing the passer penalty called on Grady Jarrett that helped solidify a win for the Buccaneers instead of giving the Falcons what should have been an opportunity to tie or win the game. I talked about it in the postcast. There were a lot of really bad calls made and missed, but... I do want to touch on this real quick before I kick it over to you, David. For those screaming, of course Tom Brady gets that call. Tom Brady always gets those calls. They have to protect Tom Brady. Since 2012, Tom Brady has played in 235 games, and he has gotten 27 roughing the passer calls. Aaron Rodgers has played in 216 games. He has gotten 28 roughing the passer calls. Patrick Mahomes has played in 79 games. He's gotten 20 roughing the passer calls. Josh Allen has played in 73 games and has gotten 24. So I don't want to hear any more about how Brady always gets that call because, uh, no, he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, you know, I get the Brady hate and I get like the got to protect the goat but it is it, this why it's not actually it's fans were always so like angry and bitter towards everyone yes. like i'm starting to understand what was going on with new england fans they were just sick of the nonsense right absolutely um all right james so here's where this episode is going to get a little bit fun and i'm going to get a little bit of hate messages on twitter and on most likely the youtube comments where most people like to leave their hate comments because they can hide their real identity and i can't find them in real life. Um, Julio Jones, Hall of Famer, great receiver, super nice in every interaction I've ever had with him, which is like two. Uh, <laughs> terrorized the Buccaneers for years as a member of the Atlanta Falcons, right? Absolutely love the career he's put together. Also, all the appreciation in the world. Has played a total of 50 snaps for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Meanwhile, Scotty Miller, who we... And I say we, because it's not just one side here. We have both basically come to agree, was only given a roster spot because Tom Brady probably said, no, Scooter's my guy. We're keeping him uh, no matter what. You know, has only eight catches through five games, 73 yards, 
uh, but he's played 117 offensive snaps. I am making the argument that my top story, my top observation, who though didn't play against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. My argument right now, my top story is that I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have been better served going with Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson, who is wasting away right now at the Houston Texans, instead of Scotty Miller and Julio Jones. Because Tyler Johnson, while he's only played 29 snaps for the Texans, 25 this week for the week prior, Lovey Smith has said himself press conferences. The reason for that is not ability, it's not talent. It's just giving him time to ramp up with the playbook, giving him time to get used to Davis Mills. Two things he would not need in Tampa with Tom Brady would be serving the Buccaneers so much better than what Julio Jones has done so far. I I agree with you to a certain extent, but not not completely. And and look, I was very vocal that I would have rather kept Tyler Johnson than Scotty Miller. I think if I have to choose between these three, I would take Julio and Tyler Johnson, but that's with a caveat. And this is something I wrote about my pick six was that it's time to put Julio on the shelf. Mm-hmm. He's not helping anybody by doing this. Let's test the knee pregame. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? He's a game time decision week after week after week. That that partial tear in his PCL is not going to heal when he keeps pushing it. The Buccaneers brought Julio Jones in to be a threat on this team for the playoffs to win another championship. And he's not going to do that the the route that they're going. I was really relieved to hear Todd Bowles say on Monday that look, we need to uh you know, we can't have him play one week and then miss two weeks and all this. Put him on the IR. You bring Julio Jones back in in early December, mid-December, you are absolutely going to have a legitimate red zone threat if he can get that knee partially healed. He's he's the problem is he keeps trying to push to get on the field and he's not getting better. You know, I, I understand the best ability is availability, right? And and Julio has, you know, less than half the snaps of, of Scotty Miller. All in all, he's still somewhat more efficient though, right? I mean, he has a reception on 8% of his offensive snaps. Scotty Miller is less than 7% of his offensive snaps. His yards per catch are higher than Scotty Miller's. We've seen Scotty Miller have some horrendous drops, some some horrendous moments throughout this season. So I do think Julio is going to help in the long run if the Buccaneers can just say, you know what, we don't need you right now. We need you in January. But here's what I'll say, and I and I get that. More efficient, all that stuff, got it. Scotty Miller, the issues that he's been having, and we saw that a little bit in this last game, right? Kind of picked it up a little bit better. Scotty Miller's issues can get fixed because he's playing. Julio Jones' issues are health-related, and it's not just this season. Like, this isn't an anomaly, right? And again, right. I'm not trying to disrespect Julio Jones, Hall of Fame receiver, all that stuff. But when he joined this team, James, you remember we go back to that. I mentioned that in my eyes, Julio Jones is the fourth receiver on this Buccaneers team. Right now, he ranks one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, tenth on this team in receptions. He is tenth on this team in receptions. James Arco, he is tenth on this team in receptions. Tyler Johnson in five games, knowing this playbook, having even a little bit of rapport. With Tom Brady, I understand that it didn't end well and it didn't go well in the playoffs and all that stuff. But given what he was doing in the preseason, the fire he was playing with could absolutely had 12 or uh, six receptions, be 10th place or better 
on this team at this stage in the in the game, and he's younger and most likely healthier. Uh, again, to me, this debate isn't Scotty or Julio because because again, if Scotty is on this team because of Tom, it's Julio or Tyler. History withstanding, reputation with notwithstanding, Hall of Fame status out of the question. Tyler Johnson would have been better for this team. You're probably right. Um, it, I just, I, I truly feel deep down in my heart of hearts, if they let him sit and they let that knee get better, Julio will be an impact player for this team in the postseason. And I, um, I think, I think he would have a, can have a bigger impact in the postseason than Tyler Johnson would have. I'm looking forward to oh, well, you pulling this back up in the postseason and sh- and shoving it in my face. We will revisit this because one of us is going to be right. <laughs> anyway, we've gone too far. We have. that's that's my takeaway from this game. Look, I know a lot. Look, a lot of people are going to disagree with me, not just James, and I'm fine with that. But I said what I said. It's it's Julio Jones' name. That's it because he's not on the field in the ten zone, in the red zone, in the fifty, in your own fifty. He's not on the field. So why would you choose him? You would choose him for namesake, but that's not going to score you points. What is going to score you points is not having problems in your pants because fall can cause chaos in your pants. You're overheating one second. You're freezing the next second. To be ready for anything, you need underwear that can handle everything. It's time for Tommy John underwear. And Tommy John underwear, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything a little bit better. Name a problem with other underwear, and Tommy John has solved it. Tommy John is the Mike Evans of underwear. Tommy John's breathable, lightweight fabric has four times the stretch of competing brands. They come with no wedgie guarantee, which is amazing, thanks to a non-rolling waistband and legs that never ride up. Plus, they feature a horizontal quick-draw fly. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. Plus, everything's backed with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Go to TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn right now for 20% off your first order. That's 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. TommyJohn.com slash LockedOn. See the site for details. Thanks again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast. First listener, first view every single day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions on Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts bet online. Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked on NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. This is what happens when James and I are separated for multiple game days in a row. Um, we just we have very differing thoughts of opinion. But now, there, it's there's time for, more than one way to skin a cat. It's time for stash it and trash it. Plus, trust me. The Julio clan is, is going to come after me. Um, so I were stash it and trash it, and we're actually going to agree on our trash it. But, James, first, let's stick with our stash it because while we probably both agree, actually, I know you agree with at least one part of my stash it. I'm just going a little general on mine while you get into the weeds a little bit better, which is great. I love the young guys getting involved. You gave a game ball to Kate Otten. Yeah, Rashad White got got involved a little bit earlier in the game, came up with a, a key first down early on. Uh, 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 Logan Hall's name was getting called early on. You know, I know we had some injuries with, again, some some young guys, right? But I just love seeing the young guys get involved. Antoine Winfield Jr., 100% right, James. I absolutely love that my predicted player of the game got a game ball because that dude balled out. But honestly, I mean, he did pretty good in what I was kind of talking about anyway. I know Kyle Pitts didn't play, but 
still he did he he held his own in the pass game right but hearing his name being called being close to the line of scrimmage getting up and run support very early on in the game really i think helped set the tone granted things went a little sideways later we'll get to that in a minute but i love seeing on a team that's so well known for veterans or established guys like chris godwin like i think he's old enough to be considered a veteran but he's not old so like i I saw a little bit of an issue calling him a veteran but on a team that's so well known for its veterans tom brady's leonard fournette's mike evans guys like that levante davids i love seeing the young dudes get involved and i think it should give Bucks fans some excitement for the future because, yes, while there's a huge question mark at quarterback, you still have a lot of talented pieces on this team that are still going to be around for years to come after Tommy is calling games for Fox Sports. Yeah, I uh, I did love everything about the usage of the young guys in this game. And uh, Kate Otten, well-deserved game ball. Buccaneers, tight end one. Uh, my Pretty much my best friend from when we talked in training camp, by the way. Uh, that is an a very meaningful 45 seconds. Uh, just like uh, my best friend is Robert Hainsey. So um, I'm going to stick with with the younger guys uh, for my stash. Hit, and I'm talking Joe Tryon Shoyinka. What an absolutely outstanding game by him. He was he was very consistent. He was creating a lot of pressure, had one of the sickest spin moves I've seen in a while, especially out of a guy that young. Uh, did finish the game with two quarterback hits, a sack, tackled for loss. Here's my issue. Here's uh, this is kind of like a stash slash trash. Ooh, there's a lot of shish. Um, 61% snap count over the last two weeks. In week one, Tryon Shoyinka had a 70% snap count. In weeks two and three, he had a 74%. That 61's got to go up. It absolutely has to go up, especially with the way he played against a mobile quarterback. Now, Mariota did have some success escaping the pocket, scrambling, picking up yards with his feet when no one was open down the field. But Joe Tryon Schwenka did an absolutely outstanding job, and he's starting to assert himself as a legitimate threat for this Buccaneers defense opposite of Shaq Barrett. And Shaq Barrett's a name that I didn't hear called quite as much as I heard Joe Tryon Schwenka's on uh on sunday so big shout out to him i i think he was absolutely fantastic david our trash it this week oh it pains me to do this it really does um devin white's attitude in the post game greg allman godfather of the locked on books podcast tweeted out a video from the post game session in the locker room where Devin White said, quote, man, I think we just have to have a come-together moment to make sure we finish the game. Sometimes when you're beating a team, kind of imposing your will on them, it can get boring. You can get less aggressive. We're just trying to stay aggressive. Obviously, they're going to make their plays too, but we're just trying to stay aggressive, end quote. Devin White then called out Greg Allman on Twitter saying that it was a crappy headline to attach to the video where Greg Allman's tweet of the video, the headline, was literally Devin White's quote. Yeah. Here's my problem. You were just named NFC Defensive Player of the Month. You are a captain of this football team. We have brought up the fact numerous times that you said you wanted to be the first $100 million linebacker. You're not allowed to get to a point where 
it gets boring. It's uh, your job as the captain to make sure that none of the players on your defense have that mentality creep in because you know what? The Falcons popped you right in the mouth because it was boring and you got less aggressive. The Buccaneers defense had an opportunity to bounce back from an embarrassing nationally televised loss and absolutely assert their dominance on the Atlanta Falcons, which they did for three quarters. And I realized I put some of the blame of the comeback at the, at the feet of the offense. Yeah. I'm going to back off that stance a little bit now, because obviously there were some problems mentally on the defense. If you're getting too bored to go out there and do your job as a captain, it's your job to lift your players up and make sure that doesn't happen. That's got to change. And that's got to change right now. There's no excuse for you to go out there and say that, Oh, well, sometimes it can get a little boring and you get less aggressive. That's how you lose football games. And there isn't a snowball's chance in hell. You're winning a super bowl. If that's your approach. Yeah. You know, I go all the way back to 2020. And we had this conversation specifically about the young Buccaneers, right? The older Buccaneers, the Mike Evans, Levante Davids, Cam Brate, those guys, they know how much of an uphill climb it can be to just get to the postseason, mm-hmm. let alone win a Super Bowl. We had a discussion about these young Bucks and like, is this gonna be, is this gonna, is this gonna spoil them? Like, are you talking about basically you're talking about rich kids, right? Kids that your your first year or two in the league, you're getting jewelry. You're getting diamonds. The first Super Bowl ring that has an openable, openable top, removable top. That's the word. Like, you know what I mean? You're getting all kinds of attention. People think you're going to be defensive player of the year next. Like, it starts to feel almost like it's easy. And and granted, I don't think Devin was talking specifically about himself, but you, uh, you're, like I said, you're a team captain, bro. Like, even if that's the pro, even if that happened, even if your defense got bored, you just got run on national television by the Chiefs, like you said. And then you escaped with a six-point win over the Atlanta Falcons. And let's be real. If the Atlanta Falcons get that ball back, do they score and win? I mean, I'm not saying they do. But the fact that you allowed yourself to be put in that position is bad enough as it is. And to your point, Todd Bowles talked about the offense not doing their part in the second half specifically and getting off the field too quickly and the defense wearing down and getting a little bit tired. Happens to every defense. Happens to the best of them. Tom Brady took responsibility for the offense not doing what they need to do, staying on the field. That's what leaders do. So if you want to be Devin White and you want to wear the C on your chest and you want to be this $100 million linebacker, which you're not right now, that's what you need to take that example, man. You need to take the example from Todd Bowles. You need to take the example from Tom Brady, and you need to be a leader on your team. Leaders on the team don't go out there just making outlandish statements. Like, I think he's just trying to have fun, and I get it, man. You're young. You know what I mean? You're living. You're having the time of your life. Like, I got it. But if you're going to be a leader, that's the difference. Do you want to be a young dude just having fun, or do you want to be a leader? If you want to be a leader, wear the sea patch, wear it proudly, but do it justice. Don't go out there talking trash about the other team's quarterback. And listen, and the only reason I bring up that whole thing is because we're seeing a trend here with Devin, is that after a win, he wants to talk a little trash to the, to the media, get it out there in public. His teammates don't appreciate it, at least not all of them. You know how I know that? Because Chris Godwin questioned him about it on Instagram Live with Leonard Fournette running his, his cell phone, okay? So some of these players don't agree with it, don't like it. I, some of them do, okay? There's a lot of guys in that locker room. Some of them appreciate it. Some of them enjoy it. But I promise you that enough of them don't, that if you're going to be a leader in that locker room, 
you need to knock the crap off. Do your job. Let your let your your play on the field. Do the talk. That's just my advice, man. Just put it in check, bro. Because let's say right now, first of all, you haven't performed to get a hundred million dollar contract anyway. But this is certainly not going to help your case. And there's two shining examples of letting your play do the talking right there in that building with, you know, wingman Levante David and Ring of Honor Hall of Famer Derek Brooks. Yeah. So, all right. Well, David is going to tell me exactly how right I am and back me up on a stance that I took on yesterday's episode coming up in just a moment. But first... BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. The Buccaneers are opening as nine-point road favorites against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including the MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. David, we have a couple of voicemails that we need to get to. First one coming from a first-time caller, our buddy Vince from Pasadena, Maryland. Good morning, James and Dave. This is Vince from Pasadena, Maryland. Lifelong Bucks fan, first-time caller. I listen to you guys every morning. I just want to say I appreciate everything you guys do for the Bucks. A couple things I want to say today. Uh, One, I hope Carlton Davis... Sean Murphy Bunnin, Mike Edwards, I hope they all get healthy soon because we're going to need them. Uh, second thing I'd like to say is please put some respect on Cameron Bray's name, man. Guy was out one game. Kate Otten stepped up. I'll give him that. But just because he had one good game, you can't say that he's taken Bray's spot. Man. He's, Bray's been with this team since Bucks were in the dumpster. I don't know. Maybe I just got some some love for him, but I feel like if he gets the ball a little bit more, he might surprise you guys. Other than that, this win, I thought it was going to be a stomping. Turned out to be a lot closer than I thought. That call then was a little bit questionable, but hey, sometimes that's the way the game is. Anyways, follow those cannons. Thanks for taking my call, and I'll be listening guys go bucks all right vince thank you very much for the call and and look vince i'm not trying to be disrespectful of cameron Bray. i love cameron Bray. cameron Bray's an awesome dude but let's be honest when gronk was hurt last year uh Bray wasn't getting any targets year before that oj howard started off like a house on fire got hurt Brait still didn't get any targets. Um, we've seen what Brait is capable of doing, yes. But he's had opportunities this season to really, you know, kind of grab the bull by the horns, and he hasn't. In fact, he's had some pretty crucial drops. Kate Otten is showing that 
he's ready to take that bull by the horns and be the lead tight end that this team drafted him to be. So I'm not saying cut Cameron Brait. I'm just saying KDOT needs to be the number one guy. I'm just saying that based off of your argument for Julio Jones, that even though KDOT is generally doing better for the Buccaneers on a holistic basis, Cameron Brait's yards per reception is higher. He's being more efficient in his receptions. Oh, goodness. Therefore, Cam Brait should be tight end number one. Appreciate the call. Best timing ever. Let's hear another call with another great observation. Hey, guys. Adrian here, station in Fort Hood, Texas. First time caller. Been listening to you guys since 2019. But my question is, for everything we've seen, from Cooper Rush since coming in for Dak and how good he's played since then. If Tom Brady retires this year, will Cooper Rush be a good fit and possibly be better than Kyle Trask? Thanks, guys. Go about. Appreciate the phone call, Adrian, coming from the great place, Fort Hood, Texas. Did you know that's what they call it, James, the great place? I did not. At least that's what they called the last time I was there. It's been a while, so they may have changed it. call it the hood because it's Fort Hood. Huh, they should call it the hood for more reasons than that. If you, if you know, you know. Anyway, um, Cooper Rush, potential replacement for Tom Brady when Tom Brady leaves. Listen, I once told another member of the media that Cooper Rush was the next Matt Flynn. Do you remember how things went with Matt Flynn? Uh, I remember the Seattle Seahawks giving him a big old fat contract and then drove drafting Russell Wilson and yeah. then Russell Wilson winning the job in preseason. And yeah. then Matt Flynn rode off in the sunset with his fat bag of money and never playing. Yeah. Paid him a whole lot of money. Listen, here's some about Cooper rush. Okay. Well, look, I don't want to take too much away from him. Okay. I mean, he's doing what the Cowboys are asking him to do, but the Cowboys are not asking him to rise the, the tides of the, of the Dallas Cowboys. Like, the, ba- the basically the Dallas Cowboys are making sure that those around him are prepared to support him. Um, could the Buccaneers run a similar type system? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. They're already running uh, an offensive system not predicated on a quarterback being able to make plays with his legs, freelance, all that stuff. The problem is Cooper Rush is not going to read defenses with the efficiency and proficiency that a Tom Brady does. Could Cooper be better than Kyle? I mean, sure. I honestly can't answer that because we've never seen Kyle take uh, live bullets, you know, uh, since Adrian is stationed at Fort Hood. Well, actually, I don't know. He could be a civilian who lives in Fort Hood. Anyway, since you're around the military, I played you like this. Like, what Kyle Trask has been through so far is the equivalent of going to the field and 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 shooting with blanks. I mean, yeah, the, the hits are real, but the games don't count, and things change when there's consequences. So until we see Kyle Trask play with consequences, we can't really tell you what he's going to become. Cooper Rush has obviously more experience as an NFL quarterback. He's older. Uh, he'll be, you know, he'll be 30 around or turning 30 around this time next year. Uh, so he's obviously going to be a little bit older, a little bit less apt to, to panic and all that stuff. So could it work? Yeah. I mean, is he a viable option if the Bucks just aren't super confident in Kyle next year? Absolutely. But I can't promise you he would be any better than what Matt Flynn was for the Seattle Seahawks. So, uh, it depends on cost is basically what I'm getting at. Ultimately, my, my opinion on this is we're entering week six of the season it's way too early. It's way too early to have the quarterback discussion. And David, as, as we've kind of, you, you kind of pointed out on the crossover with Aaron Freeman last week, like the big headline for the bucks was 
off the field stuff for Tom Brady. Let's just say that maybe if the off the field stuff with Tom Brady is true, what's stopping him from coming back and playing again next year? I mean, hey, TB12, running back. TB12, TBD. Remember, his television contract literally says, like, once you're done, there is no start yeah, date. It's just like, go. whenever you want to, buddy. And Greg Olson, probably, he's he's good to uh, to fill in for, for, uh, for Mr. Tom there. And doing yeah. a great job, by the way. He is. I really enjoy listening to Greg Olson call games. I think he does a really, really good job. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to abstain from this for the moment. Uh, I will say... If Cooper Rush were to be the Buccaneers starting quarterback in 2023, as things stand right now in October of 2022, I would not be thrilled. I uh, probably would not have a lot of good things to say on the Locked on Bucks podcast next year if that were the case. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, let's all take a quick moment to appreciate the fact that the Buccaneers didn't trade for Russell Wilson. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, for more reasons than one, but we're not going to get that. We are going to get out of here. Uh, Love you, Julio. Thank you to Vince and Adrian for your calls. And thank you to Tyler from Boston. We were going to play your voicemail earlier in the show, but because David and I couldn't get along, uh, we ran we ran a little bit longer on that segment. Uh, But please do keep calling in. You know, we love playing your stuff on the show. Thank you for making Locked on a Bucks your first listen or view of the day. Now make your second listen or view the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes and is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. WTSP Wednesdays are back. Evan Klosky and I will be back tomorrow. So make sure that if you have any questions for him, he's been gone for two weeks. If you want to ask him anything or throw a topic our way, You can do so by giving us a call at 813-444-5841 or send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Check out mine over at BucksNation.com. And, of course, follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire those cannons. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.